Greetings my dear brothers and sisters, and Merry Christmas, I hope this day finds you well, I really love to celebrate Christmas, with our focus on the birth of Jesus Christ, and the supreme sacrificial gift he offers to you and I today. With all the division in our world, even within our very own church denominations, this Advent season should be a time we could come together in unity, as the body of Christ, to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ in praise, thanksgiving, and in worship. I would like to offer you a short Christmas message and if you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be primarily in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. I want you to think back over the years, to the best gift, or the best memory you have, of past Christmases, your mind will probably go back to the days of your youth. For me there is one special tradition I recall when I was just a kid, it was not a particular gift, but a memory. Every Christmas Eve, after all the presents from our huge family were unwrapped, and yes I received many, we would gather up all the wrapping paper and it would be a mountainous pile as I recall, my brother Jeremy and I would play in the clutter and have a blast, with a lot of reveling and laughter from my family, it was a special time just to love, laugh, play and expend pent up energy, it is funny, the expensive presents inside all those wrappers, I don't much remember them. Now, if you would, think back and remember, have you ever received a lavish gift, or have you ever given a lavish gift? Lavish, in Webster's Dictionary defines lavish, as a spending or bestowing profusely and excessively. I dearly treasure all the gifts I have received in my lifetime, most all gifts are given out of love, but to be honest, most of the gifts we give, are given out of our abundance. In the Gospel of John, Chapter 15, Verse 13, Jesus tells us, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. God's greatest gift that he would give mankind, was planned almost from the beginning of time. In the book of Isaiah which was written about 700 years before the birth of Jesus, Isaiah prophesied about Christ over 100 times, in Isaiah 7 verse 14 we read, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. I do not think there is anyone else in the world, but Jesus whom would fit the prophecy of Isaiah here. And in Isaiah 9 verse 6 we read, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, 
Mighty God Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Praise be the word of God. The world at the time of Jesus' birth, was indeed waiting for the Messiah, as it had been prophesied in Isaiah and by other Old Testament prophets, but everyone was looking more for a ruler, king, or diplomat, not a baby born in a stable, and in very humble circumstances. God in fact came down, took on the flesh of this world, and Jesus's ministry began, he would teach his disciples, followers, you and I, all we would need to know in order to receive the gift of salvation, simply put our faith in him. But, someone had to pay the price for our salvation as we read in Isaiah, 53. 1. Through, 12. This comes from the contemporary English version. Has anyone believed us or seen the mighty power of the Lord in action? Like a young plant or a root that sprouts in dry ground, the servant grew up obeying the Lord. He wasn't some handsome king. Nothing about the way he looked made him attractive to us. He was hated and rejected, his life was filled with sorrow and terrible suffering. No one wanted to look at him. We despised him and said, he is a nobody. He suffered and endured great pain for us, but we thought his suffering was punishment from God. He was wounded and crushed because of our sins, by taking our punishment, he made us completely well. All of us were like sheep that had wandered off. We had each gone our own way, but the Lord gave him the punishment we deserved. He was painfully abused, but he did not complain. He was silent like a lamb being led to the butcher, as quiet as a sheep having its wool cut off. He was condemned to death without a fair trial. Who could have imagined what would happen to him? His life was taken away because of the sinful things my people had done. He wasn't dishonest or violent, but he was buried in a tomb among cruel, rich people. The Lord decided his servant would suffer as a sacrifice to take away the sin and guilt of others. Now the servant will live to see his own descendants. He did everything the Lord had planned. By suffering, the servant will learn the true meaning of obeying the Lord. Although he is innocent, he will take the punishment for the sins of others, so that many of them will no longer be guilty. The Lord will reward him with honor and power for sacrificing his life. Others thought he was a sinner, 
but he suffered for our sins and asked God to forgive us. Praise be the reading and hearing of God's holy word. It is so remarkable that Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus Christ, and in no other one that he could be referring to, my message to you, there is no lavish gift of this world that could ever compare to the gift God gave us, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who was present at the beginning of time, came down to earth was severely beaten, ridiculed, crucified, he gave every drop of his blood, that we might be saved from ourselves, if only we believe in him. Please allow me to end in prayer. Dear Lord, you are the Alpha and Omega, you are the beginning and the end, the gift of your Son will forever and always be the greatest gift we will ever receive, and we give you thanks, honor, and praise for your Son Jesus Christ, we acknowledge that it is only through him that we receive grace, in which we do not deserve. We ask that you forgive us for the times we fail you, as we forgive our neighbor, we ask that you would help us to be a better witness for you in our community, and in the world, and it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray, Amen.